Welcome to the Finding Union podcast. This is a co-creation of divine guidance, ineffable intelligence, and the human identities of the bringers of change to activate a remembering within humanity with the information shared. The topics and the words spoken in these episodes will allow for the activation within each individual to create a deeper connection with others, self, and ultimately creator. Bringing new perspectives, this podcast will trigger a greater understanding to what the human experience's purpose is. As you continue to listen to these conversations, you will be activated into purging the falsities of your mind, allowing your identity to dissolve, bringing more authenticity into your daily life. Here you will receive universal downloads, consciousness, and a place of remembering the true love of unconditional source connection. Thank you from all spaces throughout the universe for allowing yourself to connect deeply with the information being shared. Here is your host, Conduit of Universal Truth, Danielle Butler. Got it. Hi everyone, I have a very special person that I'd like to introduce and have a chat with today. Um, Transcendence to the Truth Managing Director, the Masculine Mind Coach, Tantric Kundalini Massage Therapist, Special Intimacy Coach, Access Bars Practitioner, Medium to the Heavens and the Universe, Daniel Butler, welcome. So good to finally talk to you um, on this level. Um, really actually super grateful for you taking the time to do this and to create this conversation um, from a different perspective because I'm normally the one doing these interviews and so it's interesting being on the opposite end and I'm so grateful for your time, energy and our relationship in this human experience. Yeah, well, human experience it is. Um technology everything that we're doing these days always has an impact on our lives um, and how we how it's influencing us so that's I guess what we're going to talk about today first of all let's go back to basics and obviously your clients know who you are but um, people from my perspective don't really know you that well so how did all this come about (laughs) Mm, how do you put something that is so vastly huge into a small condensed piece of information? Mm. Um, I think to sum it up really shortly would be that me, like many other individuals on this planet, had I've experienced a lot of adversity, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of trauma, a lot of limiting beliefs about myself and it became too much that it manifested in my external reality and my internal body in my vessel. And it became too painful that I guess I broke down at one point where that pain and that suffering just became too much. And I, I had no idea how to get out of it. No idea how to shift into something else, but I did feel that life wasn't supposed to be that way, you know, that there was a different possibility. 
And I was crying on the kitchen floor after my, and one of the many cries and breakdowns after my marriage had um, broken down and I was recovering from um, a chronic illness. And I looked up at the sky and I basically said, if, if there if life is this way, I don't want to live this way and get me to the fastest possible way to consciousness as you can. And I mean, in hindsight, I don't recommend <laughs> maybe doing it the fastest possible way <laughs> because it's, I hear definitely, you there. it's definitely brought up um, a lot very quickly to move through and release and I, I mean in saying that there's no right or wrong way to each individual's journey and we are all unique and I think that's the beauty of these conversations is you can start to share your journey and people will relate and then it strips back their own judgments of their own journey because they're like oh I feel that I was that um, and and it helps to remove the false thoughts that we have in our minds towards ourselves and our experience so in in short it was this podcast and these um conversations that are being created for higher universal understanding of consciousness have come out of my own journey to remove suffering and no other than my own <laughs> and it's interesting when you start to understand self and get rid of the idea of I am my identity then you start to see that I am you and you are me and so what serves me serves everybody mm, beautiful beautiful and I'll add to that just a little um Obviously, uh, people don't know the relationship between us. And obviously, I was a client. Um, I came in as a client and basically, same sort of thing. Um, was misguided, um, very confused about the world, didn't want to be a participant anymore. Um, had to change, knew I had to change, knew I had to change pretty much everything about my life. So um, the guidance that you gave as a man's coach there was just, just huge and and did it put me back on track it got me to where I need to be obviously now I'm doing a double degree so things are nice and busy plus with the beautiful you it's 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 a full-time gig so I appreciate everything that you've done for me as well so I'll lay that on the line right up front so so obviously it did uh, the experience for you did trigger healing for yourself and obviously a lot of healing. And tell me a little bit about what healing does and, and, and the lifespan of that. Does healing just end? Do you heal or is it continuous? So I think if you had have asked me that question uh, a couple of months ago, I would have had a different answer. I would have said the journey is continual and we're always healing. We're always learning. And the, the whole point of this specific um, podcast, um, which is called Finding Union, which when it first came through for me, um, it was about finding union inwardly, but ultimately because I had an external driver, I wanted it to find union in a partner. So it was like, yeah, okay, the more I heal myself, the more I'm open to receiving that partner. But it wasn't really for myself. 
it wasn't really for the connection with creator. There was still this egoic um, mindset there. So during that phase of, of my experience, I got caught up in all of the beliefs. You know, there's this, we live in a world of believers. We live in a world of people that have a belief system on this, 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 and this. But limitations, so like the yin and the yang, and yeah, right and wrong, good and bad, duality. Yeah. And all of our belief systems have elements to that, um, to the polarity. And what I have found to be true, and the more that I step into um, channeling high frequencies and vibrational information from multidimensional realms, the information that I'm sitting with in my heart and I know is truth because. Truth is, is something that is felt. It's not something that you can conceptualize in your mind. And when I started to feel these things, it was like there is actually an end point. And, and whether or not you see it as an end point, it's more that we can come into self-union. We don't have to go into masculine, feminine and, and continue that divide. We don't have to go into the right and wrong. We can be at peace with all things in the present moment in God realization. Now, there are humans that have, I guess, experienced this and shown up in the world in that way. And I mean, Jesus is just one example of that, um, where there's been a God realization and a standing in the potential of what this human experience can actually bring. So, for me, it's actually been a big part lately of really fine-tuning the beliefs that are causing some level of separation, like in the mind of, of judgment or a conclusion or am I holding on to past things where I could just surrender it to God, like I could just send, surrender or as Gary Button says, let it go. <laughs> And, and and that's and that's the thing, right? So this is is so funny because how many times I've heard your voice in my head in the last two months? <laughs> it's still true. It's still true, and all my clients say the same thing. Um, yeah, they 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 resonate to. Oh, I have to let it go. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, and I think the issue is that our brain has been designed so complex that we make everything complicated and we want to understand everything and we want to like dissect everything. And you can grow that way and you can heal that way because you get, you know, you question yourself and you reflect and you go into self-analyzation and that's where self-actualization comes from. Hmm. But there's also an easier way and it's, the way of just being present with what is, no resistance, no judgment, and just surrender, let it go. And mm. for me, being such a mind manipulator, <laughs> and I guess an overanalyzer, if you want to say that, I don't know if you can overanalyze, but um, spend a lot of time in, in what um, one of my old mentors calls mind masturbation. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> and it, it sounds true. Yeah. So you get, I guess it's another form of distraction hmm. because. And it, it's enjoyable because you're in this moment that 
your mind is telling you what's going on and your ego is talking out loud. So it's full of belief. And if you choose, you just, you go with the flow rather than actually surrendering it and letting it go and just being in the moment. Yeah, exactly. And so I believe we can come into a space of healing and higher consciousness union and it's the willingness to let go of the stories and the narratives um and when we let go of those things because when you sit here in your heart in presence there's actually no stories the mind does like it actually eases and stops and you can just observe what's here you have i guess what would be awareness which is thought in 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 an interpretation um but your awareness is you're aware of oh okay because i'm not in my head i can see that little Johnny over there is like struggling with those blocks and he might need me to give him a little bit of encouragement or a different perspective. And then you can see that some you energetically can pick up on different people and where they're at. And then you can feel your own body because you're, you're there, you're in your body rather than being in your mind. Um, and it's, that's what heaven on earth is for me. So mental so it's the mental um, mental motivation or the mental um, motor skills that you're developing. So you're developing like we develop our hands as a child and we learn the coordination um, between the brain and the hands. So do we learn the connection between the brain and the spirit. So for me, uh, for one, I find that um, the connection there is is always being massaged and always being um, continually altered in some sort of way um, because your ego and your mind want to automatically go into protect the mode or they want to go into a design of, hey, I'm the power here, you're not the power. Um, there's so many different ways and so many different reasons. And I'm sure many of the listeners out there or viewers out there would see and feel the same, that they've had situations where their mind or they, they work it out that they're just not connected and it's an ego thing. So as soon as we realize that the ego is working, not the spirit, then we've got a chance to correct but until then it's a difficult trigger so can i Danielle, yeah can i sorry can i extra, extrapolate onto yeah, please, that please do this is um the the piece that's really important i think for for anyone wherever they are on their journey because the subtleties you find tuning you find tuning that balance point you're noticing where ego plays out so pretty much in any moment you've got a choice of union or connection with god creator universe self um in wholeness or love mm. oneness or you have separation so anytime that you're in an egoic thought of, of mind or story, you're in separation, which means you're in self-abandonment. So all of these, all of the suffering, literally every single individual person's suffering that they're experiencing is due to them pulling away from themselves in some form of unworthiness, unlovable, I'm not good enough story, which 
the true core wounding, like we can talk about our human experience and, you know, our family and our, and, and our experience with our um, childhood upbringing and all of that, but that's just this lifetime, right? Then you've got, we're living in, on a planet that has been conditioned this way for millions of years. So you've got a collective consciousness that has these specific thought forms. And then you also have karmic ancestral things that come in through your physical DNA. So you've got so much story. <laughs> Absolutely. But when you, yeah, when you break down that story, because it doesn't matter the story, right? It really doesn't. The story is no. just a story. It's something that we, our minds like to attach to, to make sense of why we're feeling a certain way. The true core the, the only real wound when you take away every single story in all lifetimes and go right back is the one where God created us as a separate creation. And in that, there is both ends of polarity because there's a sense of freedom and love of, oh, yay, I can be my own individual creation. I can go and experience in the universe. And this is amazing. What a gift. And then there's the other side, which is what the entire universe is made up of, is, is um, positive and negative feedback of, but you don't love me. You left me. You've abandoned me, right? So this is the one core wounding. And it's just coming out in so many different ways. And the only way to heal that core wound is to see it was a gift. And in that gift, we weren't abandoned and acknowledge those things. Acknowledge that the separateness is wholeness at the same time. Well, there's jets, we're not talking duality. So it's, it's oneness. And basically, there's no limits. Uh, it's it's it just is <laughs> uh just like the universe itself um i guess i guess from there danielle um the, the part of your journey to get to where you've been obviously is you've done a lot of healing um for yourself and you your clients as well um so i want to go and check out uh danielbutler.com um run me through the the experience for that as a as a client of Danielle how do I feel in those moments well what how do I approach you so um the work that I'm doing currently um at this present moment is up up until um probably the last six weeks I've primarily worked with men and I've worked with men in the masculine mindset and in that space, you learn masculine and feminine because we as individuals hold both energies and that's what creates that oneness. Um, and the reason that I had been drawn so much to working with men is because of um, this false mass, or not even, I don't, well, it is. It's a, it was a false identity wrapped in excessive masculine energy. So I'm to protect myself and to feel safe in this life, I had put a lot of energy into my masculine identity um, that 
was um, basically keeping walls and barriers up in a protection from being hurt again. And mm. in trying to heal myself, I was attracted to understanding the masculine energy and then understanding to understand the masculine, you have to also understand the feminine and realize that my whole life I've had someone in their excessive feminine and I'd sort of been in my excessive masculine, which is where you are, you can look at the mirror effect and everyone's a mirror of what we still have to heal within. So there was this beautiful um, mirroring happening that I was completely unaware of. <laughs> um, and it helped, it has helped me as a woman in this reality, understand men. Um, also, because I understand, I've, I've learned to understand my own feminine energy so I can um, see how men have been wounded with our collective conditioning and, and not feeling safe to be vulnerable or express or when they have, they've been put down and called wimps or simps and, you know, men. More judgment, more labels. <laughs> yeah, and... and and how much, you know, how damaging that is. And it's, it's a huge topic, like it's massive. So, um, but in that process of trying to heal my own wounding, um, I've been able to, I guess, love, um, love and appreciate the, the physical masculine, the males in our experience and um, release the resentment and the anger and the pain that I had for being at the abuse of that and understanding that hurt people hurt people. And when you're hurting inside and it doesn't matter what degree and, and I'm not justifying anyone's behaviour, um, but to add a greater understanding so you can have compassion for why people do what they do Interesting, interesting topic. And we'll talk about that more in a second, actually. Yeah, is that um, allowing, allowing yourself to see in a greater perspective and a broader worldview that everyone is hurting and everyone really is doing the best that they can do at the mm. awareness and the consciousness level that they have. And when Absolutely. you can... When you can see that, you can have compassion for yourself, a lot of a lot more compassion for yourself, and you can be like, it's okay. I know you're doing the best you can right now. <laughs> um, it's okay. Here's your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> and you can have compassion for your past. Yeah. And you can Absolutely. let a lot of it go too. You know, that that's where the freedom comes in of letting things I go. Were you going to say something? Beautiful moment um, with study. Yeah I, yeah, I had a beautiful moment with um, study the other day. Um, and then we'll move on to the point um, where I actually, we were giving, given a policy that we have to review and it's a government policy. Basically, didn't done the review and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do all my references for it and find some positive feedback on it. And I couldn't find any. In fact, all I could find was derogatory stuff and and racist statements and all of this sort of stuff, you know. And it's it's obviously something. See, once again, it's a um, it's a, it's an egoic thing. 
from someone's point of view. So there's so many things that can trigger ego and emotions that guide us, um, our ego. So obviously that's where the let it go comes from. That's where we really do need to just say, hey, enough's enough. I need to accept this and move on. So um, that's the most important thing. One of the things uh, before we, and, and yeah, so basically I was, I, was, I, was, I was really taken aback and I thought, oh, I found wrong information. I've really, what have I discovered here? And I'm sitting there going, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I can't be, there's no way that they would give us this policy to set us up for this. But it's exactly what happens. They want us to find the truth and explore the truth. Um, and I got that confirmed when the professor sent out a news story um, a couple of days ago, confirming it to its entirety. So uh -huh. I was very, I, it was almost, for me, it was like, aha, uh -huh, that's the aha uh -huh moment we have. So on a spiritual line, it's very similar. And that's what I wanted to point out was the fact that we all have these aha moments and those aha moments are when we actually go that's where I need to be and you realize that's yeah 100% and I think um moving like that leads back into some of the other work that I do is Correct. that um though when we gain awareness and by um exploring through our own body's messages and what sits with our mind and what feels and resonates as truth with discernment we can um be told a certain story and a narrative and start when you start to question and open your mind you're like that just doesn't make sense it doesn't feel right like and and if it's caught i think the one of the most beautiful things and the simplest tool is if it does if it feels heavy in your body if there's something that's tight if there's like tension if in any any experience in life then there's lies attached to it so it's not in it's not the truth in its entirety there is something that is misguiding and misled and not being seen properly um and and that's why that that tension is there and so to explain what I do when it comes to the physical body, because um, I do a lot of exploring these beliefs because Absolutely. <laughs> a, thought, a thought creates an energetic frequency and vibration. That frequency and vibration is interpreted by our physical body as a feeling or an emotion. So that when we're thinking negative thoughts about ourselves, it's causing a lower frequency and vibration, not um, a bad thing. It's just something that is contracting us so much that it's pulling us away from the expansiveness of all that is. So it's just, it's not that we're not there because we're always connected to creator and our existence and all that is. It's just that we don't feel it and we don't recognize it. And we're so so stuck over here that we don't actually get it so when we've spent a lot of time in contraction or fight flight freeze or a trauma response our energetic field gets clogged up basically with um, balls of low or like low frequencies that don't vibrate right and they stagnate and what happens is because we are not taught how to clear our energy field which is something that we should be learning 
like walking <laughs> is we build up and we absorb all this energy. And that's when we start attacking, like, because we attach to thoughts and beliefs. And so that turns into an overwhelm of energy. And so that's when people say, I feel like the world's on my shoulders. Oh, I just feel really heavy and depressed. Like I just, all of those feelings are because mm-hmm. you've got so much shit <laughs> that isn't yours, probably most of it. <laughs> and it just needs to be released. So that's yeah. the beauty of energy work. Energy work allows you to go into a place of receiving to clear and transmute the stuff that's not serving you. Which, which is a fantastic thing because you and I both agree that one of the best, best tools that I've found for this is access bars. Um, now, personally, it's my favorite because it's just the duck's nuts i call it it's just the duck's nuts it's funny i was with a it was with a client last night and i was doing her bars and it's funny because i do describe it to people i say how does it feel and i say well you feel the energy you feel the energy because we take uh the energy through us um from their body and they let it go so it's it's just coming through us but i you can feel those blockages and you can feel it and the the way i explain it to people is picture a a nice pretty stream of uh, water flowing down a creek um, and then picture a rock in the middle of it and you can see the little eddies around it and the little flow around it and that's that's these energy blockages and that's how I describe it to people and I feel that and when I feel that I say well hey um, are you ready to surrender something are you wanting to surrender something here or is there something you need to do some more work on or or whatever and that's amazing so that's how we feel it the energy and you feel that in the in the flow recently i've started seeing colors which is also awesome but yeah and 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 that's the beautiful thing right so as we strip back this excess of energy and thought um and you can't do one without the other so you can't just go and see a healer you can't go see a healer every week and not look at your mind and you can't just do mindset work and not look at the past residual energy blockages within the body um it, it's an incorporation of both and that's when you'll really see things shift um, because the physical body takes a while to catch up to the mind. <laughs> Obviously um, it does. It takes me. Look, I'm still catching up and it's been, what, hmm, seven or so years now? Hmm. Yeah, and if you think <laughs> about it as an energetic thing, it stores. So the even the energy that's stored in the body holds that thought form or that belief or that um, emotion. So as you release it um, and, and people, like I remember when I first started doing energy work, all I felt was like this warmness on my fingertips. Like I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, that's just me touching someone else's head. Like, of course it's going to be warm. But like, I didn't feel anything really. Um, but then when I would get my my um, bars run, because bars was the first modality that I professionally did, um, it, I would get up, I would fall asleep straight away. There was so much unconsciousness that needed to be discharged. I couldn't even stay awake. I was like, oh. and then I would always wake up right at the last point. And it was like awakening from the heaviness. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I just practice doing energy work and I, I spent a lot of time um, 
devoting myself to that just like anything it takes time to learn a skill it takes time to reprogram your mind um it's a it's not a let's get up in the morning and do our gratitude journal and put some intentions out and then go back into matrix life thinking it's every single moment of oh am i centered and aware in my body what am i feeling what am i thinking and having this um constant space of being aware um which is 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 a yeah moment by moment journey (laughs) Um, it is a moment by moment journey you're very correct yeah and 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 these energy shifts and so like 100 percent feel if like you're at a place in your journey where you're feeling a bit stuck um to get like a a reboot or a clearing because it's like a control of delete on well access bar specifically is a control of delete on the mind so that really brings space into the mind it's working specifically Mm. in that space um so it can create more awareness then you've got body work practitioners um, that work on the body and, and removing blockages from the body, which are also connected to thought. But they're, they're, you're going to get different effects from different healings. And um, if, if you're an overthinker, access bars. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was an overthinker. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I used to analyze every little thing that came in. I was a professional manager. So, hey, um, we analyze things. We check things out. We make sure we got redundancies and double redundancies and make sure that everything's got a, got a place and that everyone's got their, their marks and cues and all of that sort of stuff has to happen. Mm-hmm. When in actual fact, it's micromanaging the mind and you don't have to do that. So from a professional point of view, one thing I would like to hit on is the journey, the journey and the, just, the, just the people that are awakening. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. Um, one thing that I do rebuke with a lot of people is that, oh, I'm spiritual now. I've woken up and it's going to be awesome and it's just open to me and, oh, my life is going to be so nice and it's true, your life is going to be so nice. But let's be honest and describe some of the conflicts with the internal issues, the healing, um, the past matters. And this is what you've been talking about all the way along here to get to where you are. So some people with their L plates on, so to speak, let's step us through just an initial process of awakening. I um, saw this really hilarious TikTok the other day, actually, where it was showing a couple of stages of awakening. And the initial one is when you first wake up and you're like, everything's love and light. (laughs) And you get this like superiority complex, like I've found the answers and you guys don't know anything. And, And I mean that's true right when you awaken you're like oh my god the universe is amazing and I have to think you know and and I remember I I call it the if you look at the Hawkins level of consciousness it actually gives you a good understanding I guess of 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 that and it's kind of like the frequency of love you come into this frequency of love where you're like I love everything and everyone beautiful and it the trees is are green the trees are green the grass is beautiful <laughs> the sky is blue the world is lovely it's also super unrealistic 
Mm. Um, at least at that point, because what happens is you've kind of just gone from one point in your mind where everything was perceived as, I guess, more negative. And then you flipped into this more positive front mindset. And then you have to integrate these things together. So as you, you know, when you, you might awaken through a lot of shit, which is usually what a lot of people do is say. It's usually triggered by a trauma or an event or a major emotional issue or yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and most people, it will be either a marriage breakdown, illness, or they'll lose their business or some form of that, or all three, you know. All you, of it. <laughs> yeah. It's a complete crumbling of the the reality that they were living in so and and when that happens that's pretty scary because you're like oh i don't have my relationship i don't have my business i'm i'm not well i've lost all my friends i've moved towns so it might and and you basically end up with a clean slate and the thing is that because it's still so new this thinking you kind of don't see it as oh this is just like the the rebirth right it's like getting rid of all that stuff that wasn't serving me and I, now I can like find out who I truly am. This is like this. So the the what they call the dark night of the soul um, is kind of where you first awaken to the possibility of, of, of creator and you're like, oh, okay. But the, the resistance to being in actually what that is is where all of the shedding happens and we fight yeah. against it because we're like, no, I can't let go of you and I can't let go of you and I can't let go of this. And that's where the suffering happens. So it's like, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you yeah keep go. Going. Well, I was about to say that um, one of the parables from the, um, from the actual Bible turns around and creates. And when Jesus character turns around and says, if you truly follow me, surrender everything and give up everything. Um, so the rich couple decide they're going to follow Jesus, but what they end up doing is um, hoarding all their wealth and hiding their wealth uh, internal. And of course, God knows, God knows everything. Yeah. And um, they were damned for it. So you can't fool the system. You can't fool yourself um, and surrender and and being open to everything does mean exactly that so yeah definitely and 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 as soon as you like are actually willing to let it go and release the attachment um to the relationship to the job to the past experiences that's where the space opens and one of the beautiful things about the universe and the way the universe works is it doesn't actually like empty spaces so the no. only reason that you're going to feel alone, like you don't have friends or you haven't got a partner or whatever, is because you're actually choosing that. On some unconscious level, that's what's happening. You're choosing to hold on to that friendship that, you know, you had for 20 years and then suddenly dissolved and you just like miss them so much. Unless you get to a place of acceptance and really, truly accept, okay, they were there for this part of my journey and they taught me this and it was amazing and I lovingly let them go because now there's new experiences to be had in my life and that's a part of growth. That's a Well, that's a part of self-union is that if you're not actually remembering the truth of who you are, you will have the same friends that you had when you were five <laughs> because you're actually not shifting your consciousness level um, it's sleep repeat 
and, and I'm not saying that like if you've had a, a marriage for you know 50 years that you're not growing I would also question it because I believe question everything but there are people that grow together or they've come to a place which is magical and very rare where there's a complete no judgment and acceptance for each people individually at where they're at and they don't project onto each other which means yeah. they can stay in union together i found um i found the the other cycle was that one person is ready to surrender and the other person's still willing to hold on and that was me i was holding on to the remnants of what was going on and i was probably two or three years out of cycle um, with my partner um, and having said that we've grown totally different directions now um, but still respect each other in the, the same old way although I get called the uh, dirty old hippie now so I'm happy with that because I wear my baggy pants and all of that sort of stuff but hey that's just what happens so in general from a from a perspective of somebody starting my journey somebody through my journey or even towards the end if i'm having any sort of conditioning issues blockages all that sort of stuff i reach out to a healer right so that's what we do that's how we help people we we can identify these things and help them move on from that or welcome them to accept it and and move on we're not really healers we are definitely, and I don't really like that word anymore because I feel that, oh, no, I'm not healing. You're healing yourself. I'm just providing situations and the narrative for you to do it yourself. So, yeah, 100%. And, and that's, um, I guess, a part of where, I guess, this, you know, after you awaken and everything's all love and light, then the real stuff starts to show up. Because oh, yeah. you start to see the stories, you start to see the mirrors in your life, you start to um, notice your shadow parts and where because you're in a place of no judgment, but you're actually judging everything still, um, you start to realise where you're judging. And if you're judging something externally, it's because there's some part of yourself that is fragmented in your soul that you need to lovingly um, bring back in and, and take as one. Um, so I forgot what your last bit was about. It was leading into this. Um, <laughs> but um, the, fra the fragmented parts of self is, 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 I guess, the shadow work. And the shadow work part of the journey is, is pretty uncomfortable um, because you in I guess in truth when you sit in the unknown or when you sit in areas that you're not used to that's uncomfortable um, and it can bring up things to be released um, for me the more that I've um, seen different different parts and I'm willing to look at it then it shifts very, very quickly. So it's just seeing it and acknowledging whatever that is. I don't have to go into the depths of it. Like this is, I think, a misconception around healing as well as when you see, oh, yeah, okay, I've been doing that. 
you don't have to go, oh, I was doing that. I'm such a bad person. And there's all the shame shame and guilt. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I'm doing that. And now I can see it. And I choose, I no longer choose to do that because I can see Mm -hmm. that it has had this effect on myself and others. And I, and I, that doesn't feel true for me anymore. Um, And I give that up and just, yeah, like give it up. Um, And I mean, at times there are some programs that will keep showing up and it's usually because there's a part of you that really doesn't want to let it go. You know, there's a, there's some reason there that you're holding on to it. And um, so that part, that part of um, healing is, 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 can be icky. You know, it can, it can be icky. It yeah. can be pretty icky. Like seeing, seeing the um, uncon- unconsciousness of yourself, and um, you know, where I, I had a client yesterday that was sharing with me that um, you know she had this guy ghost her, and you know how painful that was. And then what she started to see was she's like, oh, I actually do that. She's like, I do, I've done that and I do that to people just in a different way. And, Absolutely. and so when you see those things, um, one of the biggest ones for me ever, and I still like just remember it so clearly was um, when I got told I was a liar and I was like, I was so angry at first because that's what happened. That was a right? lie. Well, the tri- the trigger creates the feeling and the resistance, and and I was I was really wanting to be aware, like I really did want that. So I was like, I did went in, I went into all the anger and justification, and uh, and then I was like, hang on, okay, instead of going into that, how can you please explain how I am a liar? Like I would like to have a better understanding of why you would see me that way, and. That's why asking a question can completely change your reality because you haven't gone into a conclusion and all the story and it can really open up to things that you haven't, you don't see yourself the way others see you. (laughs) Um, But, you know, what he said to me was was life-changing because it showed me many, many parts of myself, not just one. And it was that I would not specifically lie so I could tell myself I wasn't a liar but I would dance around the truth and tell half truths and manipulate an idea of what something was so that I wouldn't hurt someone so I avoided the uncomfortable feelings of being honest and possibly hurting someone's feelings which over time ended up hurting everyone's feelings because I didn't have enough, um, I guess, guts in, in myself to be really truthful and, and own, own my behaviour and own how my behaviour is received. And um, so that was huge for me. And I believe in ownership as, um, as if, if, if this is a part of your path and you've awakened to your own self-realization journey and you want to you want that level of um, union within and and without with all that is ownership and um if you don't own your reality then you got no hope (laughs) and that is that is true that is true so your reality is your own 
we all have our own experience and our own reality. So your reality is different to mine. And even though we walk parallel paths or similar paths um, through our journey, there's, there's differences and it's our reality and our perception. So I see a, a turquoise, you might see a blue uh, or a green or whatever. So, yeah, it's really important. The other thing I really wanted to touch on today, and I know we're running low on time, big time, um, but one of the other things I really wanted to touch on was, okay, we've worked on self. We're ready to um, be ourselves, and we are practicing being ourselves, and we're happy in that environment. We love ourselves, and uh, we've still got healing to do because we've always got healing to do. We've mentioned that. One of the really big important things for me now um, is, I'm emitting and people are coming to me, partners, prospective partners, um, other people coming into my life um, that, that could be a romantic issue. Um, or we've been long-time partners and we have melded together, like you said before, that we've identified together and we're moving forward with that. But it still leaves us a lack of spiritual gathering experience together. And I know that one of the things is, is the intimacy question and obviously the sexual question. Um, the experience of a spirit, true spiritual sexual experience is just mind-blowing. It's awesome. It is awesome. We all agree with that. Um, which leads me to one of your other practices, which is the Kundalini side of things and tantric which is awesome. Can you just tell us a little bit about the union of that with, with partners? Yeah, definitely. Um, so a lot of people have a Kundalini awakening by accident. Um, it's usually something that happens in some form of meditation or it's a random spontaneous event. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions around the Kundalini energy and that's in... Uh, some say it's from the devil and that it's an evil snake that lives in the body and it's an entity. Um, and, and I mean, if you just feel into yourself when I say those things and feel into your own body's messages, to me, where I sit, I understand that everything has, there's anything that's really close to the truth has been distorted and there's fear wrapped in it so that we are suppressed. Um, Absolutely. So now, yeah, from our own potency and life force. Um, and it is, it's scary. I'm not saying that it's not a scary experience, especially if you don't know what's going on. If you've never heard of Kundalini before and you have a Kundalini awakening like I did, then you are like, holy shit, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and, and, and it triggers fear, a lot of fear. Um, I felt, I thought my internal spirit was going to spin out of my body and I was going to be lost in the abyss. So that was terrifying, especially when I was so new, I hadn't even really awakened at that point. Um, and maybe that was the trigger of my awakening. If I look at it, um, it was definitely around that space, but the Kundalini energy is, is life force. It's our potency. And if we think about life force, life force is creation creation is your sexual energy and when your sexual energy is what creates physical life right you have babies that way but creation is 
God is creator. We're the creations. So it's literally the life force of all that is. It is Mm -hmm. the energy of everything encompassed. And so when you tap into that, that's really powerful. Like it's really strong. And this is where I guess the sexual side of things gets a little bit um, misconceived. Yeah. Yeah. Misconstrued. Because we think that sexual energy is just this portion um, and, and sexual energy is our life force energy as well. Like it's, it, it isn't just, you can have orgasm. So if you think of sexual energy as the orgasmic, passionate juiciness, the, the zesty, like fun, playful, seductiveness of life, then you can start to see that, what we're only experiencing this tiny portion of our lives and we're so addicted to many of us is having this little hit of that, that can be brought into every experience when we start to tap in and allow that energy to flow. Absolutely. Yeah. So the Kundalini is like used for like um, men do a lot of um, practices like um, semen retention or celibacy so they can start to bring their life force up Um, men and women are designed differently in this solid reality and for um, a man just very briefly it, it, it is beneficial for them to do semen retention doesn't mean you have to be abstinence from sex um the reason for that is that excessive ejaculation actually increases estrogen levels. So Correct. Yes. It, it, it's an imbalance of a man's like um, purpose and his, his, all his life force energy. Whereas women actually have a kind of opposite there. It's amazing for them to have multiple orgasms and to release physically because that's an energy. Yeah, it's an energetic clearing. So the masculine and feminine bodies, when they work together and you've got this um, penetration of purpose and this receiving and clearing energy, it circulates. So this is like where the wholeness and the oneness and the energetic can come through. Now, to have that with a partner means safety, (laughs) Uh, it means surrender for both parties. Mm. Um, it means Big com- time. Yeah, coming into your heart, opening um, and allowing that energy to actually move through through intimacy. And, and intimacy is like energy. It's smelling, it's touching, it's softness, it's allowing yourself to feel pleasure because a lot of the people that I help with the Kundalini Awakening, and I'm actually going to be doing a workshop um, today to help activate in a completely different way. So um, is that we have the belief that we don't deserve that much pleasure and goodness. So what happens is when you feel that beautiful and amazing expansion is you want to pull away from it. This isn't um, right. This has got to be bad. It's too good. It's got to be bad. Yeah. But it's actually a light force that's in us yeah. as, as natural. So, yeah. Every single one of us. And it's, it's, Absolutely. it's so potent and it's an amazing gift. And if you can even start to bring that into your own self, um, then, and then you 
hopefully <laughs> will open yourself to receiving someone that you can have those experiences with. Always, Daniel, I love you uh, so much. Um, we've got an amazing um, friendship and kinship that is just uh, second to none. Um, I love you. I miss you so much being thousands or a thousand kilometers away now, but uh, we're still together. We're still we're still souls and we still see each other and see each other on the planes, etc. Um, thank you for your time today. It's been an awesome experience. And obviously, look, we could chat like this forever. Um, and so, yeah, we could just do this forever. But obviously, we've got to go and do other things. So good luck today with the class, uh, with the um, workshop. And thank you so much for your time. DanielButler.com, everyone. Um, I'm sure you're going to see the in the titles of this. We'll have it there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful person, beautiful educator and guide for everything that I um, can put you through life. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you for your time and um, allowing the space and the container to create this for the first episode of the Finding Union podcast. Excellent. And we'll talk again soon. All right. Thank you. I love Stay you. Stay beautiful, you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.